The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the look ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. We inch closer and closer to all the festivities of next week. Uh, the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, of course, uh, all the media stuff will go on, all the extracurricular activities. we got the Pro Bowl coming up this weekend here in Las Vegas, though. The skills competition will take place on Thursday. No, I haven't seen anywhere you can wager on it yet. Uh, that would be certainly something that would be fun. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be actually be taking up place at the, which is very interesting, at the Las Vegas ballpark. Uh, where the Aviators play. It's a baseball stadium where the A's minor league team plays. They converted it into a football field. That is where the skills challenge will take place on uh, Thursday, getting ready for the Pro Bowl. And the Pro Bowl will be coming up, obviously, this weekend, and then the Super Bowl next weekend in L.A., and we have prop bets to go over. We got just the regular bets on the game. I mean, the line is now at minus four and a half, and I actually think it's going to rise even further. There's going to be money coming in this weekend, whether it's people in town for the Pro Bowl or people just coming in for the weekend prior to Super Bowl weekend. I think that there's going to be more money coming in this weekend on this game, and we're going to see some movement. And I can see the Rams maybe even going off at five, five and a half. I mean, at what point... Do you start getting buyback on the other side? That's the question. Right now, it's like four, four and a half doesn't matter. So it's pretty much a dead number, right? Uh, you know, five it doesn't matter. You, you, as long as you're past the key number of the field goal and really past, you know, the six, seven, those are the numbers you really want to avoid here. It's like a five, a four point spread. What are you going to get? It's not it's very rare. So I think. That if it gets up to five, I don't know if there'll be much buyback and it'll push back down. I don't think this thing gets even higher than that. I mean, could you imagine this thing getting to six? Uh, I, I can't. Not That's not going to happen. I don't know where I'm going to go with this game. I really don't. I think the Rams win, but nothing would certainly surprise me. I bet against the Bengals every, well, not every game. I didn't touch the 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 Raider game, but was on the Titans in the divisional round, was on the Chiefs in the conference championship. And like I said, I might be on the Rams in the Super Bowl. Certainly not at this number. I do not like the four and a half. 
But the prop market is certainly where I'm going to look. And really, my biggest investment might be in the MVP market as kind of my way of betting on the, the game, if that makes sense. And what I mean by that is, obviously, you're not betting on an MVP from a losing team. So if I think the Rams are going to win, instead of taking the Rams at minus 195 to win the game, my correlated bet is going to be on maybe Matthew Stafford to win the MVP at minus 105. What I could do is take the same unit that I would bet at minus 195 and sprinkle that across a couple of different players on the Rams and take a look at what that payout would be. For instance, Matthew Stafford's minus 105. Cooper Cup is the next favorite on the Rams at plus 650. Aaron Donald is plus 1,800. Odell Beckham Jr., plus 2,000. Cam Akers, plus 3,500. Let's say you put, let's pick the top four guys. Stafford, Cup, Donald, and OBJ. If you risk $25 on all four of them, the lowest payout, obviously, is if Stafford wins. If Stafford wins, you get $49 back. Okay, so that doesn't cover your entire bet. If Cooper Cup wins, you get one eighty-seven fifty back, which covers the seventy-five that you lost from the other three bets. If Aaron Donald wins to four seventy-five, you make a four hundred dollar profit. And if Odell Beckham Jr. wins, it's five twenty-five. You make even more than that. Or you can just bet in the Rams minus one ninety-five to win a hundred. Or you risk the same $100 on the Rams at minus 195 to make $50, which is basically your $25 bet on Matthew Stafford to win the MVP. What I'm trying to say is that look for the correlation here. If you like the Rams to win, take a look at the MVPs. Who's going to be the MVP if the Rams win? And maybe sprinkle your bets across a couple of players and hope for the long shot. Hope that Aaron Donald or OBJ wins the MVP or Cooper Cup. Anybody but Matthew Stafford. But it's more likely that at Stafford, the quarterbacks win the award. 31 times a quarterback has won the Super Bowl MVP. That's where we're looking. If you think that the Bengals are going to win, well... You got the Bengals at plus 165 on the money line. Yet Joe Burrow is plus 220 to win the MVP. So you could take the Bengals at plus 165 on the money line or look for the correlated bet, which would be Joe Burrow to win the MVP. And you get a bigger payout at plus 220. Or you look at the next favorite from the Bengals, Jamar Chase, at plus 2,000. I don't think it, it would be Chase. It would take like a historic game 
from Chase to win the award. What, in order for Jamar Chase to win, I think what has to happen, and I, it's not like Cooper Cup. Like, I think Cooper Cup is more capable of putting that 10 catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns, and he wins the award. I think that there's just, you know, a lot with Joe Burrow that if Jamar Chase puts up those numbers, unless Joe Burrow has mediocre numbers, Burrow's going to win the award regardless of what Chase does. However, if, let's say, Joe Burrow has 270 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, that's a mediocre game. And of that 270 and two, Jamar Chase has 150 and two. Well, then, yes, I can make the argument Jamar Chase wins Super Bowl MVP. But if Joe Burrow has 330 and three touchdowns, even if Chase has 150 yards and one touchdown or 150 and two, you know, it, it goes to Joe Burrow. So if you like the Bengals to win, instead of plus 165, take the plus 220. Those are the markets that that's the correlated bets that I like to look at. As far as your other MVP candidates, I am going to be taking a look at some of the long shots. Why not? We've had long shots win this award before. Julian Edelman was a nice payout a couple of years ago when he won the award for the Patriots. Von Miller, certainly for the Broncos. Malcolm Smith for Seattle. I mean, that would have been like the payout if, like, Devin White won the award last year. Same thing that goes for, uh, you know, going back several years. Dexter Jackson winning the award for Tampa. You know, we could, it could happen. We could have a long shot win. And so who would be the long shot bets at plus, let's say, plus 5,000 or beyond? So, you know, 50 to 1. Von Miller, plus 5,000. Kendall Blanton, the tight end, if Tyler Higby's out. Blanton plus 5,000. But let's look at more defensive side of the football. Jalen Ramsey plus 6,500. Maybe a pick six. Maybe he locks down Jamar Chase. That could be a very interesting angle when it comes to the Super Bowl MVP. Let's say the Rams win, and nobody on offense has that dominant a performance. But it's the defense of the Rams that turns Joe Burrow over two or three times, and maybe the defense scores a touchdown. Why not a defensive player winning the award? Why not, like I said, Aaron Donald's at plus 1,800. I'm going to look beyond that. Why not a... Jalen Ramsey at plus 6,500. Why not Leonard Floyd at 150 to 1? You know, Leonard Floyd is capable of doing the same things that Aaron Donald or Von Miller could do. He could have multiple sacks. He could have a, a fumble, a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, maybe even a touchdown. That's not a bad way to look at the Super Bowl MVP. Again, it's a long shot for a reason. 
You're not betting massive amounts of dollars here on these long shots. But at a little bit of a sprinkle, Leonard Floyd, 150 to 1. I've made worse bets. <laughs> I'm sure we all have. I'm Scott Satterberg. You can hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. There's so much to get to when it comes to these games, all the prop offerings, uh, some of my favorites that uh, we'll get into over the course of the week for sure. Uh, but I want to go back and touch on uh, the NBA slate, the NHL slate for the games coming up on Tuesday. And let's examine the odds here because the numbers are interesting here on VEASAN. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. And uh, I love betting on the NHL. I really do. And what I've noticed this season, and I'm not the only one, is that it has been dominated by the favorites. I detailed the numbers uh, on my Twitter page, at Scott's on air, and a big thanks to our very own Josh Applebaum, who pointed this out earlier this week uh, on VSIN. And that is the numbers, or it was last week that he pointed this out, the numbers of heavy road favorites in the NHL. After the Oilers lost on Monday and the Panthers won on Monday, NHL road favorites of minus 200 or greater, 38 and 7 straight up this season. In the NHL overall this year, favorites going back to last season Minus 200 or more. 275 and 84. This season alone, as of last week, 135 and 38. This hasn't, these numbers haven't been updated in a week, but I'm just giving you an example here. We're talking about 78% about, and the numbers haven't changed drastically. Big favorites are hitting at about 78%. This season, just straight up. Through the first 
652 games of the NHL season. The favorites are 426 and 226. If you bet $100 on every NHL favorite through the first 652 games of the year, you are up $3,128. That is a 4.8% return on investment. There's a lot of reasons why, but what we do know is that Betting an underdog in the NHL has certainly not been profitable this season. However, the books are starting to adjust when it comes to the numbers. We're seeing Colorado right now in the DraftKings Sportsbook, the Avalanche at home against the Arizona Coyotes are minus 575. Earlier this year, Tampa was minus 490 over the Senators. That's one of the largest favorites since 2015. The Islanders were a minus 538 favorite against the Sabres. Uh, In 2006, the Senators were minus 598 over Pittsburgh. Colorado they could be minus 600 in this game on Tuesday night. These odds are something that is getting to our very own Sean King, the self-proclaimed Puck Stradamus, who let his frustrations out earlier on the nightcap here on VEASAN. Uh, I do have a bone to pick. Okay. And it's with uh, the bookmakers. Okay. Yeah. What, what do they do? I mean, what's going on in the NHL? <laughs> what, what? I mean, th- this is ridiculous. I mean, we haven't even gotten to the All-Star game. And the Panthers are minus 300 today. The Maple Leafs, minus 350. Tomorrow, the Lightning and Bruins are minus 275. The Islanders are, are, are 15, 16, and 6 on this season. They're minus 275. The Avalanche are minus 500. The Vegas Golden Knights are minus 375. Like, you never saw these kind of heavy favorites. We are to the All-Star game. Like, these numbers are reserved for, like, baseball at the very end of the year or NHL, last week of the regular season, you know. I mean, what is going on? Like, it's almost like they don't want you to wager on hockey right now. Well, I mean. Puck Stradamus can't find his puck. Puck Stradamus clearly should have played the Ottawa Senators as a home dog today, plus 180 against Edmonton. They won 3-2. Yeah, I saw that, but... Detroit, home dog. Yeah, but they, they kind of were even money. 2-1. to one. But yeah, I'm just saying, Panthers, like, uh, I'm just saying, if, if I go back and look at, historically, what the big favorites have looked like before the NHL All-Star game. I mean, come on, man. This is ridiculous. I mean, every night you've got three, four teams that are, are minus 275 or more. Well, before me, the all, before the All Star break, that's well, ridiculous. Everybody's still in it. My point being, it's not even to the All. It's not been mid season. Well, you you bet totals. You had twelve goals in Florida. See, I Columbus. came to you for support, and I'm getting sarcasm. I'm not. I'm just, I'm trying to look at the bright side. Huckstradamus has to have room with which to work. An artist needs a canvas. All right. Well, what if, to create beauty? What? Why didn't you do 
and it's easy for me to say now because the games have already concluded, a Florida puck line, Toronto puck line parlay. That would have got you some plus money. Well, today. okay, there's a lot of risk involved in the puck line. I know there is. Right? So what happens is when they make the favorite minus 300. Yeah, they're minus 120 on the puck yeah, line. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even getting any added juice on if. But they both covered. Still, though, I mean, it's hard, you know, to do that and not get rewarded for Word it. Word on the street is betting's not easy. You know, it's like betting, let's just say. You know hypo- what? Hypothetically, Sean. You know what? Hypothetically. Easy what is, is, is. I'm going to crawl back into my little hole. The best line that we have heard. Uh, great job by Tim Murray there. Betting is not easy. With that, That's the best line that I've ever heard from anybody. It's so true. But <laughs> Sean's right. I mean, the odds here are getting ridiculous. Just look at this slate for the games coming up on Tuesday. Vegas, minus 400. Colorado, minus 575. Islanders, minus 265. Lightning, minus 300. Bruins, minus 255. Why is this happening? And there are, there's, there's a couple of reasons. I think that there's just a very large gap between the good teams and the bad teams. And I don't know how the NHL addresses that. I also think that there is a lot of bad teams, more so than we've ever had. Going back to 2005, when the NHL implemented the shootout and got rid of ties, only 11 teams finished with a regular season with a points percentage of .375 or lower. The lowest being Detroit, who had .275 in uh, 2019. As of mid-January, five NHL teams were below that this season. Buffalo, Ottawa, Seattle, Montreal, and Arizona. Both Arizona and Montreal have worse point percentages than the Red Wings did when they set that bad record. Only two seasons since 2005 have we had more than one team be that bad. This season, Arizona, 10 wins. Seattle, 14 wins. Montreal, Eight wins. Ottawa, 14. These are bad hockey teams. Montreal's got 23 points. By comparison, Colorado's got 67. Now, that's the best to the worst, but you get the point here. There are a lot of bad teams. Right now, there's just looking at below the 35-point mark, okay? Top-tier teams right now, Florida's got 69 points, Avalanche 67, we're looking at Carolina, Tampa 64, Rangers 62, Penguins 61, got a bunch of teams in the 50s. The top teams are good, but the bad teams, Buffalo, New Jersey, Ottawa, Montreal, Seattle, and Arizona, all 35 or below. Arizona with 24 points, Montreal with 23 points, the worst by far in the NHL. 
it's it's amazing to see these numbers like Colorado minus 600 but they're not losing to Arizona that would be historic so I'm not gonna lay the 600 but I'll certainly find a way to play Colorado on a puck line or maybe even an alternate puck line this is something worth monitoring and we will continue to do so here on the look ahead here on VSIN. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. You know that VSIN is the best place to get all of the betting insights for the big game. And right now, you can sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from our experts. Visit vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. So I mentioned the crazy money lines in the NHL here on Wednesday. Uh, But if you want to take advantage of the very high money lines, but play them on the puck line, I think there's a way to do it. The Avalanche right now, minus one and a half goals is at minus 200. If they win this game against Arizona, I think it's very likely it's in regulation by more than a goal. Arizona just is not on the same level as Colorado. And I just don't see it being a 5-4 game, which it was earlier this season when the two teams played each other. But then it was also a 5-0 game that Colorado won. That's the type of game I see it being. So I I think minus 1.5 is pretty good there. Vegas is minus 400 against Buffalo. But take a look at Vegas on the puck line as well at minus a goal and a half, at minus 160. And a two-team parlay between those two, plus 143. Not terrible. Just taking the two extremely heavy favorites on the board and parlaying them on the puck line. It's risky. It's not as easy as just winning the game. But I do think it is an interesting way to play it as opposed to just playing it on the uh, regular money line. Now, the 60-minute line could be a way to decrease your um, bet in some aspects, like the three-way line. For instance, Colorado's three-way line here is minus 350. That's a lot better than minus 600. Now, what does the three-way line mean? Three-way line just means it's a 60-minute line. You have to win in regulation. When you bet a 60-minute line, the draw comes into play. So if they go to overtime, you lose. So if they win in overtime, it doesn't matter. You lose. You're betting on them to win in regulation. Betting on the Avalanche to win in regulation is minus 350. Betting on Vegas to win in regulation is minus 280. Uh, Up on the DraftKings Sportsbook, you could parlay those, and it's minus 135. Don't know if you can parlay those everywhere, though. So certain online books allow you to. Certain uh, ones don't. But again, that's just for winning in regulation. It's just a way to kind of take your money line bet, 
and decrease it a little bit because, again, you're losing that cushion of winning the game in overtime or a shootout. But with a heavy favorite like that, you just you don't expect it to go into overtime. You don't expect it to be in a shootout. And the thing is, with a heavy favorite like that, that you don't expect to go into overtime, you know, I'm looking to see if an empty netter comes into play. And if there's no empty netter, it's because it's a multi-goal lead at the end of the game. If it's a one-goal lead, the other team is emptying the net. And these good teams take advantage of that. We saw Toronto do it against New Jersey here on Monday night. And so that's why, you know, taking the the puck line on the heavy favorites, I kind of like Colorado and Vegas minus a goal and a half. The other heavy favorites, let's see, Bruins uh, at home uh, against the Kraken are minus 255. On the puck line is minus 105. Lightning minus 300 against the Sharks on the puck line is minus 120. Um, Those are the heavy favorites here. Oh, the Islanders are minus 265 at home against the Senators. On the puck line is minus 105. Uh, And then, yeah, Toronto is minus 200 on the road against the Devils. And Toronto on the puck line is actually plus 115. You know, I I don't know about that Toronto game. The two teams just played against each other here on Monday night. In that game, though, and I kind of, I'd have to see if Jack Campbell's going to be in net in this game in New Jersey. Because... The, I'm talking about the Toronto goalie. He was terrible. He gave up three goals in the first 10 minutes of the game. Nine shots. Three goals on nine shots, and he gets pulled. So Campbell taken out. They put in Peter Morazic, and the offense bounces back, and Toronto scores. A bunch of goals in the third period. They wind up beating the Devils. They come back from down 4-2. They win the game 6-4. He's 26-3 this season, Jack Campbell. But he has allowed three goals in each of his last six outings. Peter Mrazek was supposed to start Tuesday's game against the Devils. But... He got put into the game here for Campbell, and Sheldon Keefe is undecided, or at least he was earlier this evening, whether Mraznik will whether Mrazek will start as planned. This was supposed to be his start on Tuesday, but he got called into action on Monday. Will Campbell get a mulligan and get a chance to avenge what happened? Here on Monday, I tend to think that because Mrazek came in and had to play for two and a half periods, that it's going to be Campbell who gets to start on Tuesday as an opportunity to, you know, get back on the the, the right, get, get get on the right side, you know, kind of. He was very frustrated, left the game, you know, threw some equipment, and this could be an opportunity to just say, "Hey, we believe in you, we trust you." You're the guy who's gotten us here. Let's get back between those pipes. Let's get ourselves a win here. Second night of a back-to-back. We kind of deflated them by scoring the four unanswered in the third period. 
Let's uh, handle our business now in New Jersey. Uh, play this game, win this game, and uh, in, and then you know enjoy some off time. Uh, the schedule for Toronto is in Jersey here, second night of a back to back, and then they will be off for the All Star break. So this is it. This is their um, this is their last game here. So yeah. So I would look for Toronto to kind of bounce, you know, specifically just because of the goaltending. If it's Campbell, I do expect him to, uh, you know, get himself in better shape here. Because why not? Why, you know, I guess you can look for extended rest if you wanted to start Mrazic and then Campbell doesn't have to play for a couple of days. Uh, But I think the fact that this is their last game before the break, you can play Campbell and then give him some time off. Uh, so the All-Star break will start on Thursday. So you got a couple of games here on Tuesday and then a short slate on Wednesday. No games on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then uh, the action returns on Monday with just two games on your schedule. So here are all of the games for uh, Tuesday. Boston minus 255 at home against Seattle, total of six. Tampa minus 300 at home against San Jose, total of six. Winnipeg, minus 150 in Philadelphia, total of six. Uh, Panthers, minus 145 at the Rangers, total of six and a half. Penguins, minus 155 at home against the Capitals, total of six. I mentioned Maple Leafs, minus 200 in New Jersey, total of six and a half. Islanders, minus 265 at home against Ottawa, total of six. The Predators, minus 205 at home against the Canucks, total of six. You have Calgary, minus 125 in Dallas, total of 5.5. Colorado, minus 575 over Arizona, total 6.5. Vegas, minus 400 over Buffalo, total of 6. Those are your NHL lines for Tuesday's action. And in terms of the futures market, it is the Avalanche as the favorite to win the Cup, plus 475 Maple Leafs. Plus 700 are your second favorite. Florida, plus 700. Tampa, plus 700. Vegas, plus 800. Those are your favorites. Uh, I think the Panthers at 7-1, to one, worth the look. That is a very good hockey team. Uh, Toronto would be a special for them to win it. Um, and hopefully if they do actually get to the Cup, they start welcoming fans back into the arenas because that would be you know just an incredible sight to be seen i'm scott seidenberg hit me up on twitter at scott's on air s-c-o-t-t-s-o-n-a-i-r get some nba winners coming up next here on the look ahead on vsin the sports betting network A lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcasts. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vsin.com slash podcasts and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, the Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. Looking forward to having Matt Humans on tomorrow's show because uh, we got the great golf information from Matt last week, which led us to bet on Will Zalatoris to win the Farmers Insurance Open. And I got to be honest with you. I'm still heartbroken that that happened, that he lost. Between the Bills losing to the Chiefs the way that they did and Zalatoris losing, man, my futures bet's just terrible. But we got Zalatoris at 44-1 to to win the Farmers Insurance. And he had the lead, and all he needed to do was just make one birdie in the... Final round. In the back nine, just make one birdie. He did not make a birdie. He parred every hole in the back nine and stayed at minus 15 and went to a playoff against Luke List and lost in the one-hole playoff. Two holes on that back nine. I think it was 16 and 18. He missed the birdie putt by... Just the lip of the cup. You know, one rotation of the ball, and it drops in, and he wins the event. So I'm looking forward to having humans on so we can uh, pick a winner for this weekend, which is going to be the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. The defending champion is Daniel Berger. And looking right now at the golf odds for the, um, at the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, Daniel Berger is the second favorite to win the award at plus 1,000. Patrick Cantley at 7-1 to one is your favorite to win. Zalatoris is 18-1. to one. So if you're looking at the, the you know what he just did, uh, he is at 18-1. to one. Jason Day is 20-1. to one. Jason Day had a really nice, uh, you know, weekend at, uh, Tory Pines and maybe carries that form over into the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. So uh, he's at 20 to 1. Uh, Maverick McNeely's a guy that I'll probably be on at 25 to 1. And then looking down the list at some of the guys that, you know, in, in that range of where we had bet on uh, Zalatoris, mm, could be looking at, you know, 
Matt Kuchar, 60 to 1. Yeah. Ryan Palmer, 50 to 1. Kevin Kisner, 40 to 1. So curious to talk to Matt Human, see what he thinks about this weekend. I know for me personally, I'll probably be on day at 20 to 1. And maybe uh, Tringali at 25 to 1, McNeely at 25 to 1 uh, in this event. And you could take a flyer on Daniel Berger to win back to back years. Uh, let's take a look at the NBA schedule here on Tuesday. You got the Pistons at home against the Pelicans. They are one and a half point favorites. The Bucks are 11 and a half point favorites at home against the Wizards. You got um, Toronto laying two at home against the Heat. The Bulls, 10.5-point favorites at home against the Magic. Minnesota laying 2.5 at home against the Nuggets. The Warriors, 3-point favorites on the road against the Spurs. And the Suns are laying 7 at home against the Nets in what could be an NBA Finals preview because the Nets are still the favorite to win the NBA title. But without Kevin Durant, this is a much different game. And the Suns are absolutely rolling right now. Phoenix has won 10 straight, I want to say. Uh, they've won 10 straight games. They are 40-9 and nine now on this season. The Nets, meanwhile, just 4-6 and six in their last 10 games. So not playing at great form. So I would look towards the Suns to win that game here on Tuesday night. That's actually the second game of the TNT uh, national double header. The first game is going to be that Wizards Bucks game. You know what? Let's see. Bucks heavy money line favorite. Bucks Suns two team money line parlay is like minus one ninety, minus one ninety six actually. So not much going on there. Uh, but taking a look at the futures market for both of the teams, well, the two teams at night, the Nets are still plus two fifty to win the title. The Suns are plus 550. And even to win the Western Conference, the Suns are plus 230 to the Warriors, plus 225. So you got both teams right around there uh, at the same. The Jazz are next at plus 500. Lakers are still up there at plus 800. I mean, who's beating the Suns team in a seven-game series? Isn't this the same team, pretty much, that went to the NBA Finals last year? And the same team that went to the bubble a couple of years ago and won all of their games in the bubble. To me, this just seems like a Suns team that is not going anywhere. <laughs> and they continue to shine. At plus 550 to win the NBA title, at what point do they eclipse the Warriors? If the Warriors are plus 475, and they are the favorite, because both of them are almost equal favorites to win the West. But in terms of to win the title, Warriors plus 475, Suns plus 550. At what point do the Suns become the second favorite? Suns are 40 and 9, Warriors are 38 and 13. What has to happen? in order for them to exceed it. The the war the the Suns played against uh the Warriors the first time in November, they beat them 104-96. Then 
The second time they lost, that was the the loss that snapped the long, what was it, 16, 17-game winning streak. That was uh, 104, uh, 118-96, excuse me. They played them again, and they lost again 116-107. to 107. They will play them on March 30th in San Francisco. Will be the next time and last time that they play this team before the playoffs. I mean, is it going to have to wait until then? Like, when will the Suns exceed the Warriors and become the second favorite to win the title? And will either the Warriors or the Suns become the first favorite to win the title? Like, why are the Brooklyn Nets getting this much love in the, the market? I understand there's the potential for when they get healthy. But right now, we, we haven't seen this team at full strength. Only a couple of games with Kyrie, Durant. It's just Durant and Harden. And Joe Harris. And what, this team is, yeah, they got to get healthy. And when healthy, they are likely the best. And in the NBA, the regular season's meaningless. I mean, these games right now, Brooklyn doesn't care. As long as they stay out of the seventh spot, in the Eastern Conference, they're fine. And you know what? Part of me thinks that maybe, I don't want to say that they're tanking, but they don't care if they win because it actually benefits them to be on the road. Because if they're on the road, Kyrie plays more games. So if they don't have home court advantage, there's an extra game on the road that they have to play. That's just an extra game with Kyrie. So for the Brooklyn Nets, maybe they don't care. They'd rather be five, six in the standings instead of, you know, top four. Could be something that's happening. Hey, coming up this morning on Follow the Money, speaking of the NBA, our Senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel will join the program at 8 a.m. Eastern time. I'm sure he's going to be updating the Jaron Jackson Jr. odds to win Defensive Player of the Year, which someone tweeted at me was at 7-1 to one on uh, Caesars. Uh, plus 700 is what it was. Great. Uh, Anthony Munoz, former Bengal, Hall of Famer, will join the program at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And then Peter King from NBC Sports at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. Come up this morning on Follow the Money. You can follow me on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.